Diablo Bang. Have a rough morning, but how was your night? It's I haven't had one yet. I haven't slept. <laughs> it's all things are getting weird. Perpetual mornings for you. Oh yeah, the sun is shining in, and I'm cursing the Lord. <laughs> how was your night? Court. court. Wait, court. It was good. We had a baby who likes to stay up late. Oh yeah, another late night. Yeah, I don't have an ex. I guess I don't have an excuse. Let's <laughs> watch. Got close. We got. So yeah, please rise. Ashley and Harvey almost made it, but not quite. Oh, she gets are. close. We're gonna try it out. Nice. So we got a new we got baby bowl in the house, but with us as always, Judge Hans Carl Freiwald, Assistant ADA, Ash Van Gehring. Hello. And uh bowl to Harvey Selma, Casey Van Heel. Nice. What's up guys? Welcome to the court. It is. It's in session. It is. And it's a good one. It's a good day. Yeah. All around. I honestly, I actually liked this one, which I I saw Billy as the the title, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. Harvey, you can cry. But no, I I was impressed. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really, really good, and I thought Billy was actually pretty good in it. Yeah. Um, She got utilized very well, I thought. So yeah, it was the what is it? Episode eighteen. We all grown. Yeah, it's it's season two, episode eighteen. It, episode which eighteen is just it all. It still perplexes me every time I I read those numbers and they're not higher. But yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's been a journey. <laughs> but yeah, it's season two, episode eighteen. Billy's Valentine. So you you all you all can see now why we all groaned when we opened the Amazon browser. Just one. Oh yeah. God! It's uh, it's Valentine's Day yet again. Valentine's Day in the city. Have you guys ever gotten the type of Valentine's Day uh, gifts that uh, we will soon see that Bull and Mac receive? Like it's goddamn the twenty fifth of December. No, I it like it harkened back to being in grade school. But then just made me anxious because I was one of those kids that the teacher made you give Valentine's to. You know, like when you're forced yeah, sure. to give everyone a Valentine. So you get you yeah. get the, the Ralph Wiggums, the sad ones. Choo choo choos. Like you don't get the have, Bill have, or, have. You don't get the Bill or Ted Valentine, you get the George Carlin one. My Valentine yeah. is saying <laughs> it's time to leave, yeah. so we'll be back. Oh. <laughs> um, so that's really my only yeah, I never got gift gifts. No, maybe like a framed picture. I think I conned yeah, my mom into buying me like a an action figure on Valentine's Day once. Yeah, actually, you know, now that you mention it, I think that every year up to a certain age, I was a manipulative little uh, Cupid, a little yeah. troll with my mom. I was like, it's Valentine's Day. Get me a book from B. Dalton. They're like, oh sure, I like just like insane. I definitely like Valentine's Day? trolled my mom. You know, like if you loved me, it's a holiday of that's love. So weird. It was, it was. Yeah, like, but that's there's something Oedipal about it, even too, which I don't even want to deal with. Yeah, it's, we don't need it's to one go. of the toys, one of the, or one of the gifts I vividly remember 
conning my mom into giving me a Valentine's gift was like a specific little basketball like foam or plastic ball and net set for the tub. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. It's so if, if, it in, if it involves yeah being naked, <laughs> yeah, that's a Ugh. that's more of the sex shop Valentine gift. I want to spend. I want to. And we didn't have like money to have our own bath water, so all my <laughs> baths were like after somebody else because I was the youngest. Got in it, the so leavings. Got to stay in the tepid leavings, and apparently I wanted to stay in there longer and shoot some <laughs> shoot hoops. Some... <laughs> you can't even work on anything fundamentals of basketball because you're sitting down one and yes. two. You're naked. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. That's such a weird memory that came floating. Oh, that's back. hilarious, ah. Mom. If you loved me, you'd buy me these set of edible panties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put them in my lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny adult lunchables uh <laughs> it's not a capri sun it's a it's uh, gin in a bag it's a, it's a ruby lavender cream <laughs> <laughs> gross well just speaking as, of uh, adult just, lunches yeah speaking of just as uh just as i carried a torch for uh bathtub chivalry or bathtub gaming uh <laughs> harry stone carried a torch for an attractive defense attorney named billy young oh yeah and demonstrates that even a deceitful maneuver is fair when it comes to love there's our description actually a well done description finally i That's yeah no i agree because it doesn't cut and dry give anything give away because i was yeah from that description and based on previous i was like what what devious thing is harry going to do to like yeah. win billy's heart and as we find out has very little to do with harry stone this episode yeah surprisingly surprisingly yeah it's more about um, even the kaiser takes a day off on valentine's day that's right that's right although i didn't see harry harry didn't get any valentine's gifts in fact let's get into yeah. it and not only that harry right off the bat uh well you're not supposed to say that term but like uh, uh frivolously gives him this taketh away his first valentine's day gift to selma oh yeah no he's this odd. is emo harry this this episode he's all yeah he's just raw nerve man all heart so yeah we start the episode yeah. like always in the cafeteria and you know, other than the description is now when we find out it's valentine's day everybody's right. sitting around shooting the bull about the ho- the holiday and i think what mm-hmm. kicks it off is bull shows up and he's like look what tiffany got me for valentine's and he opens this like dainty little box and he shows everyone and of course he stops on dan and dan goes oh drill bits how romantic but then we find out that uh everybody knows why dan is so bitter yeah. uh, why dan and everybody's hates trying to find out why dan hates valentine's day and most likely it's because not just because he's broke, but because nobody's gotten Dan anything. Nope, Dan does not have a date on Valentine's, and he doesn't know he doesn't know why. He 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 well, ponders to the group like what what doesn't he have? He could offer a woman a, a dinner of Peking duck and champagne, and a night out in the town, and then Selma tosses in sodium pentothal. 
odd and poignant and pertinent Which, in the Chauvy age yeah, we live in. Chauvy age indeed. And he goes, well, it was it was after a dental operation. We needed to get her home. Oh. You were just... You were guessing, weren't you? So, yeah. Oh, a very dark... Very dark. Dan likes to use knockout drops on women. Was knockout drops kind of more just kind of... Well, not like you're a a deviant yeah and more like you're a jerk do you can you get the distinction oh, like was yeah. it more like that guy's a loser as opposed to that guy's a felon right is that like because that's a weird dark joke to make where like everybody like laughs it off yeah. as though it's like eh, every once in a while you slip the old date a little a little roof little you give pill. her a little giggle giggle drop yeah. No, it's very. To me, that was really dark, and I was like, "Oh, sodium." What is sodium? That's, I was just gonna look up call. exactly what it does. Um, because at first I was like, "He gave her truth truth serum," right? Like you're like an LSD kind of thing. Let's see, sodium pentafol. But it is. It does have the fold over uh, the the carryover that Dan is still broke from yeah. three episodes ago. The episodes, there's a few callbacks in episodes where I was like, wow, they're really... Yeah, this um, one was unlike like... Unlike most sitcoms at the time, they're actually carrying over things that previously happened. Uh, yeah, basically it is, uh, it's a barbiturate, a rapid onset short acting barbiturate. Uh, it is the first in the three injections you would give someone if you were to lethally inject them. Oh, jeez. All right. It's the good part. Yeah, it's it's, it's got, the best part of the whole lethal injection process. <laughs> That's the scariest part of lethal injection, speaking of Happy Valentine's Day, is fr- from what I remember that there's like a, this intense scene where in um, Dead Man Walking, where Susan Sarandon's character is describing, or uh, Rudy's priest, the actor that plays Rudy's priest is playing another priest, is describing to oh, yeah, Susan yeah, yeah. Sarandon. <laughs> I don't remember this guy's name. Uh, like the way that uh, these drugs work, and he talks about it. And apparently, so there is the final shot that stops your lungs and heart. Yeah, but that's the final. But the second one, like, like, like internal, paralyzes yeah. you, so you can't scream. So they can't hear you scream or see you like wriggle. Yeah. As this starts starts to take hold, because it's not instant, like you feel like basically somebody stepping on your or internal organs yeah. and your blood lighting a flame. Yeah, right. It's a really fucking crazy uh, way to do things that don't need mm-hmm. doesn't need to happen. I don't think because I've never heard of that's not the experience that they do putting not that people are animals, but putting animals under. They just have one shot. Right. They don't do a series of three, so you don't see like the dog like shake a little bit. They just make sure it's one like boom, fail, swoop. Is that going to be they your your platform for South Carolina Senate race? Just you're going to streamline death penalty? Just like one shot, give them the dog shot. I'm going to save this state some money. Vote dog shot. Uh, <laughs> Doctor toilet I, dog I, shot. Do you think? Do you, uh, he won by a dog shot? <laughs> I don't know if the South would go for it. I think they want. They like uh, that they're, they got their. Yeah, they like the three. 
Yeah, they like the the three is the magic number. All the tr- holy trinities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the barbiturate uh, trinity, the other. But speaking of setting setting people's blood aflame, we find oh, out yeah. that Harry, as we mentioned, he's still holding a torch for Billy, and he sure got is. her the hottest, hottest, trendiest Valentine gift in all of New York City. Well, first he gets some or Rose and then forces her to pay for it. This <laughs> <Right. laughs> is insane. Uh, but also she suggested, she's like, I don't want to be behold. I yeah. don't want this. She doesn't want an Oedipal, Harry situation going on. No. She's like, I don't want to be beholden to this jackass for a Rose. Yeah. Hey, you remember that flower I got yeah. you six months ago? No, he oh, needs God, something. I should have never taken it. Yeah, exactly. But... He did get Billy, yeah, as you said, the hottest gift of the year, which is... Cookie on a stick. Cookie on a stick, huh? My initial thought was like, which mall did he go to to get that? Right, he had to wait all day outside of a Claire's. <laughs> no, it is that perfect, like, mall fare. It is straight up just a fat cookie on a stick. What is the benefit of that? I, it seems to me like you're just putting a stick in the way of eating a cookie. Yeah, I feel like that's got to be a sturdy stick and cookie. Otherwise, you're just going to get crumbled all over. You're going to lose and it a was big piece a of the flat floor. cookie. It wasn't like yes. he says it before he presents it. So I'm thinking maybe like a like a brown like a log, like a cookie log, like a corn oh. dog, but it's cookie because that would oh, make more good. sense to me. No, it's literally like a thin chocolate chip cookie with a stick in it. Mm hmm. They, uh, oh, Harvey, they, uh, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, hot new item. He's got to wait outside. I guess I could see, like, a ball, a cookie dough. It could be good. I don't know. Maybe they're making a joke on, they're pro- it's yeah. probably a comment on stupid Like a cronut. Like, that still exists today. Yeah. It's not, like, an archaic idea. Or just stupid, frivolous Valentine's Day sure. Some bullshit that somebody's schlocking just for the day. Like, like there was, uh, like, a two-hour... Hour when I was still in New York, there was like a two and a half hour wait to go to a uh, cupcake ATM. Oh yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. And it, right. it was normal yep. cupcakes, but you fucking watch a little robot hand <laughs> drop the cupcake onto a plate and you take it out. Cupcakes got bizarrely big for far too long. Yeah. I, they're good. Cupcakes are good, but I don't need. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need the, uh, like, a cupcake competition where all of a sudden you have all these uh, different stores competing. Um, uh, I don't know where I'm going. That sounded a little anti-Valentine's Day there. Magnolia has a good cupcake. Uh, Uh, There was, like, two... There's, like, two cupcake institutions in New York, and then all these, like, ones popped up that were just... point. Oh, we worked! That's why I'm thinking of it. Because we worked by a place called Burgers and Cupcakes. Yes, that was... And they... <laughs> the best example of riding that cupcake when that the cupcake that wave. cupcake bubble burst, man. It bursts hard for them, like because you can't. Like, you got to make a goddamn good ass cupcake to pay for your rent in Manhattan. Well, That's why they're all fronts for the mom. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, it, it's like I don't know, let's get that. A uh, there's always that. Like it seems like every two to three years, whatever that orbital thing is. Because for a while yeah, it was definitely. like bakeries, and then mm-hmm. that turned into cupcakes, and then for a while it was like ice cream parlors yes. or candy stores. 
Now it's noodles, kind of. Like noodles is a big thing. There's like ten noodle shops open in my not ten. Let me, but let me give you the literal number is six literally six noodle shops opened in my small neighborhood in queens before i moved like the whole ramen burst oh and yeah. one was really good and the other ones were just people that either were gonna open those straight chinese restaurants uh-huh. like that were basically had the same plastered uh advertising on the wall that you get like wholesale mm-hmm. or they were gonna spend you know 10% more and open what appeared to be an authentic noodle shop. It was yeah. just bullshit. Yeah. Down with noodles. Down with noodles. And down with... So we did cookies on a stick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Billy comes in. Harry wants to give his gift to her. But... Oh, yeah. It's for her. Billy yeah. has a bouquet of cookies on sticks. So many. They look like white chocolate macadamias, yeah. too. Which... It's a real going, good. Not enough macadamias in it. Always skimp on those, but always go light. All right. And we find out that Billy has a, another suitor. Mm-hmm. A, Dan, Dandy? What's his name? Da- Andy? David. Dar- Darny? David. David. That's it. Uh, oh, it's not Darndy? Darndy? Oh, Darndy? <laughs> that traditional New York <laughs> yeah. Italian name of Darndy? <laughs> uh, uh, and a David is the greatest living man in the history of men. Debonair, suave. Yeah. He's done it all. He was a test pilot. He was. He went to Harvard. He did this. He did that. He just the whole. And Billy just goes through all of his achievements, and everyone is very impressed. And Harry, Harry's only response is, "So he uh, can't hold down a job for long, huh?" Uh, it kind of beats Selma's response, which is kind of to paraphrase. Oh, yeah. Can I have pictures of you fucking? <laughs> Right, no, she, like, I believe she just says, what's he do for you? And Billy goes, anything I want. And Selma goes, draw and me, then, a, draw me know. a picture. I mean, you can if you want, you know, like, yes. and then they both giggle. <laughs> or she's, or she says something like, don't go into detail, but you can draw a picture if you want. Well, yeah. A picture, you skeezy 13 year old boy, <laughs> Selma. You peek like peeking over that roughneck kid's shoulder, the kid who brings a knife to school. Uh, yeah. And he's exactly. always drawing his horror, horrible porno fantasies out in the open. Exactly. You just peek over his shoulder just so you can get a, like, a, you know, a minute erection as you watch him etch nipples with his pocket knife <laughs> into the desk. Ooh, those, that's a good set today. That's a good set today, Darndy. <laughs> Darndy, you're really improving. <laughs> nice bust. <laughs> uh, let's uh, see where we go. Uh, oh, and then well, we, what do we get, baby? Then we meet David. He comes in handsome, yep. dashing, tall, dark, expect. handsome, and he has. He comes in with a picnic basket, and so he whisks Billy over to her table, and he has all this delicious stuff, and he pulls out a bottle of what looks like champagne and she's like i can't drink i'm at work and he's like i know that's why it's sparkling cider man has a plan plan for everything oh darn do you think of everything yeah oh, billy is clearly smitten and then from that they go into like as dark as the sodium pentothal joke is the depth of this french kissing that they go into oh, yeah it looks like the the crusty kid that sat in front of you in social studies, <laughs> hanging out with his. Yeah, they really go at it. To which Harry, you look over his shoulder, and Harry's watching intently with a real creepy smile. He's got his. He's on working his on that hot minute erection. 
Exactly. And Billy makes eye contact with him and she continues to do it. Kiss Darndy. And then uh, she he quickly turns and he's going to gavel bang the hot tongue session. Oh, yeah. He gives it a 9.5, everyone. On two pieces, on two napkins, he judges it. Yep. And he laughs uncomfortably, or more or less, he starts laughing hysterically like a goon, and everybody realizes how insane that is, and he quickly becomes uncomfortable with it. Uh, My favorite response from the crew was Bull eating the cookie on the stick, (laughs) the one intended for Billy. (laughs) Just the big old bite? (laughs) Just... That, yeah. And then that's what, like, you don't even need... That's a wordless uh, exchange. It's just Bull's cocked eyebrow and look, and then we cut to the intro music. We're rolling. So we got our intro, and then we're back, and then it's the original It Couple. Selmy. Yes! Selmy and Bernie, baby! Or Selma and Bernie, I get it. What would would their... Burnma? Burnma? Or sell, thought, sell me? Call it what you will. I hate to say it. I just thought the actor was dead. So <laughs> I was really happy to see him. Because I was like, why else would they have just used a generic news guy for like the last seven episodes that we randomly had a couple lines yeah. with the news guy? I was like, oh, because that actor, you know, ate too many ate too many roasts and had a heart attack, <laughs> you know? But... But he looks, he looks, he is from the age of the roast death. Yeah, yeah. He had too many potatoes and carrots and sweet wine (laughs) jus. But, uh, but he's back and he's as desperate as ever. And it's Valentine's Day. And he he puts an old ultimatum to sell me. He does. He wants to ask, Can I ask you a personal question? No. I love your wit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. When so we he... last left them, what, when we last left them off, they were making their own pictures of fucking, right? Like, didn't yeah. they, wasn't she up all night? That was the joke. So she had must slept. have went awry. Yeah. yeah, they must must have, it burned too hot sometimes. Yep, that's right. Seems burn like a candle at both ends. Seems you like burn your ends. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie wants something more. Selma's just in it for the, the rutten. Yeah, oh, gross! I hate that. I hate that cover. Uh, uh, so yeah, you're as you were saying, Bernie does. He lays down the gauntlet, like he wants Selma to commit to him, and she has until midnight. That's right. He's got the otherwise clock set. he's gonna leave the shop. He's gonna sell the shop and leave. He's done with the chocolate cigar game, and he's gonna retire. That's right. Is this where, then does she walk away, and before she can walk away, Bernie presents her with an oversized Valentine's Day gift? She does. He does. And what is he gifting her? A VCR. Also known as a videotape machine. That's that's right. It's got forward motion, back motion, it's got a six-month warranty, and she's like, Bernie. Bernie, Selma, Selma's a romantic. She's like, yeah. this isn't a very romantic gift to which old half, 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 half heart of Bernie, <laughs> Bernie. Uh, pulls out a nasty videotape. And you know where that's oh, going. Oh, God. You could tell by the gross label. Didn't even have a box. It didn't have it. It was boxless. Makes it it worse. was one of those. It looked like he taped, like he borrowed a porno from his best friend's older brother. 
to bootleg his own copy and then wrote it in marker on yellowed masking tape. He bought that out of a, a, a cardboard box on 14th Street from a guy who was also sending like uh, uh, white nationalist propaganda. Yeah, it's like a it's a crapshoot. You either get porno or you're going to get like a like old Nazi footage. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Or maybe a mix of both if that if that certain vendor is feeling spicy. But I I had promised this a while ago. This kind of leads me. So it is a nasty porno. We would expect oh, yeah. no less. Entitled Retirement Home of Lust. But that also leads me to something I had been promising a couple episodes ago of a description of another lusty video. Oh yes. A very lust. So let me let me find this here. I got it. All right. This is a report on why not WTF. Let me get myself situated here. This is a report from or article from why not WTF. Sometimes even serious news people need a laugh. New night court porn parody completely unjust. By Rex Rod, special <laughs> edition to Why Not <laughs> Hollywood. Normally, I am an anything goes kind of guy when it comes to porn parodies, a viewer who appreciates directors for whom nothing is sacred. I don't object, for example, when <laughs> I haven't read this, for when director Jimmy Dus Duskish released the <laughs> sexual adventures. Oh my god. When director Jimmy Duskish released the sexual adventures of Fuckleberry Hinn and (laughs) Atlas Sucked. (laughs) Atlas Sucked. That's insane. That was masterful. Yeah, that's exactly. Sometimes it's so dumb. That was the beauty and the simplicity. Despite my affection for the original classics on which those two parodies were based. Oh, yes, I'm sure, sir. For that matter, matter, I didn't dock Duskish any stars for clearly having mixed... Darndy Duskish, by the name, by the way. Clearly having mixed up the characters Pat Finn, Jim, and the widow Douglas, depicting Douglas as the degenerate drunk. Pap as the slave, and Jim as the woman who adopts Huck and attempts to civilize the fuck out his young white ass for real. That's phonetically. So Jim became the woman? This is weird. For the latest parody from director C.V. Joint Norelco, Night Cunt, a hardcore triple X satire, I can manage no such pity or generosity of reviewing spirit. This movie and the trailer promoting it are a travesty, an affront and miscarriage of satirical justice of the highest order. The first and most noticeable mistake was the casting, (laughs) a task to which Norelco apparently gave no thought whatsoever. Any fool could tell you, pirate star Evan Stone, I actually know who that is, he's some meatball with long hair, would have been the ideal choice to play wisecracking judge Harry Balzac. <laughs> but Norelco... <laughs> that's not bad, Stone, Balzac. Yeah. But Norelco instead opted to go with Manuel Labor, whose wooden affect and thick accent rendered Balzac's many quips entirely unfunny, not to mention virtually unintelligible. 
Far worse than the Balzac labor pairing, though, was Norelco's choice to, choice to play Nostra Dumbass Blue Ball Shannon, the bailiff. <laughs> Massive, dumb, and balding in the original show. <laughs> Jeez, harsh. <laughs> Shannon is depicted in Night Cunt inexplicably by the vertically challenged Italian adult star, adult star Robert Bagad, Bagadmani. Bagadman, Bagadmani, a hairy snarl of a man who's maybe five two in height. It's, it's, uh, it, who's the? It's the Daylift. What was his name? Daylift. Yeah. Troll. What's his name? <laughs> I guess that would be the opposite of bull. Horse. While Bagad, what was his name? While Bagadmani's disproportionately large penis doubtlessly <laughs> is porn worthy, his creepy, his creepy, meticulously waxed imperial mustache would be more at home in a 1916 vaudeville show than a 2016 porn parody. Plus, every time he opens his mouth, I'm reminded of Super Mario. Spicy. Yeah. It is. It's. It's very hard to maintain an erection. You don't have to have an erection while reviewing this Rex Rod. Uh, it's very hard to maintain an erection while re-experiencing the intense frustration of repeatedly trying and failing to complete the Lava Spire Daredevil run. I didn't get that. Maybe you get that. Worst know. of all, though, are the many procedural errors committed by Judge Balzac and the attorneys handling the case at the center of the film's action, an alleged vending machine chocolate bar robbery being handled by foul-mouthed prosecutor... Oh, it's amazing. Uh, being handled by foul-mouthed prosecutor Dan Fieldong, Fieldong. and public defender... <laughs> and public defender Petya Young, who also happens to be Judge Balzac's lover. First of all, in light... Of his apparently daily engagement in anal sex with Miss Young. Oh, so Harry manages to get it happening in Night Cunt with Miss Young. Balzac really should have recused himself from the case right from the word go. It only makes matters much worse when he recuses himself. This guy is this guy is insane. fucking insane. <laughs> Defense a recess only to demand a blowjob in the men's room from the defendant, <laughs> Carla Blue. Carla Bluevire, who evidently has been in Balzac's many court many other times on prostitution Carla charges. B. That's Carla B. Bluevire. Carla Bluevire. While he ap- appears <laughs> unaware of all the. Th- this guy's. They really took it to the max. Uh, this guy all of the inappropriate. <laughs> is a yeah. neckbeard. Definition of like. It's a porno. Jerk off to it and go home. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't exactly. Nitpick. Uh, of all the inappropriate ex parte contact going on between the judge and the defense, Fieldong isn't exactly Field. innocent of unprofessional behavior himself. Apparently, in thinking it could improve his chances, the defendant would cop a plea. Fieldong persuades Sharon Dix, Miss Young's precocious paralegal, to join him for the threesome with Art Benster-over, Benster-over the hapless court maintenance man. <gasps> oh, no, oh, Art! My God! <laughs> We have to find this. Who later interrupts? This is too deep. They this took is, it too who, literal. They e- interrupts the proceedings by causing ceiling tiles to plummet onto Balzac's head in the middle of closing arguments. Wait. Art. Art. When all has been said and everyone has been done, wink, Judge Balzac properly declares a mistrial but not because of the many mistakes of law and criminal procedure at trial, but because he's hoping for another roll in the hay with Bluevire. 
Even though its fictional portrayal, Night Cunt, presents an unacceptable miscarriage of pornographic justice, encouraging its viewers to believe our justice system is based on nothing but apparent sex acts, rampant greed, unbridled corruption, and incompetent maintenance workers. When in fact, incompetent maintenance workers are really quite rare in the American court system. While I hated its factual inaccuracies, hold on, I gotta see how long this fucking goes. Oh, it's almost done. While I hated its factual inaccuracies and its glib treatment of the serious physical infrastructure issues facing our courts today. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I must admit, some of the sex in Night Court is pretty hot. That's that's it. That's your one and only one line review. You know, sex was good in Night The Cunt. reason they uh, do stuff like Night Cunt is to, uh, so the people who make it, have something to do. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like the crew. I'm still inclined. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, would it's, love to work it's on for Night the Cunt. crew. I would love to be, uh, have, uh, like, be a co writer on this because they're amazing. Art. Uh, what was Art's name? It's it's all insane. Fieldong, Blue Vine. Because you're, you're describing it. Benster over. And I already have bits in my head that would kill. Yes. Like the, the exactly. ceiling tiles fall, so Art has to stop the three way. So he ru- he rushes into the court, and you see him quickly tightening his maintenance thing and hoisting his belt. But like once he walks in, you realize he's naked from the waist down. Exactly. Big and let's be honest if if you wanna if you wanna judge it, there's no way old Fieldong would invite Art to his three way. No, he's an elitist. Um, let's see. I'm still inclined to give it the lukewarm rating of slightly strokeable. Ugh. Though, (laughs) just because the thrill of the sex is muted by poor filmmaking, worse casting, and a desperately poor understanding of the ins and outs of criminal, of American criminal procedure, I don't think this guy's ever seen Night Court. Um, I think he thinks it's a real show, like a reality show. Next time, we'll take a critical look at the latest porn parody from director Stefan Spubig. Spubig. Spewbeeg, Stefan Spewbeeg, an espionage-related erotic thriller called Bridge of Thighs. (laughs) Rex Rod is a respected respected reviewer of adult films who has spent more than 30 years watching movies. So have I, Rex. Critiquing directors and being kicked out of coin-operating viewing booths for insisting on bringing along his favorite recliner and smoking a pipe during screenings. I know who wrote his own description. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. Uh, So as you read the last part, uh, I don't know if you said it, but Night Cunt was made in 2016. Oh, God, was it? It had to be because if the next movie the guy's making is Bridge of Thighs. Oh, God, yeah. That's based on a movie that came out last winter. February 2016. So this Somebody guy's made. They started making a porn pair. They're as relevant as we are. Yeah. Oh we God, started yeah. a podcast at Night Court at the same time. See, yep. minds think alike. Parallel. Mm-hmm. This it's the public conscience. Uh, I would be curious if they, the screenwriter, did research because the references are straight up season one and two. That's it. Yes, I was going to say that they went with Billy Young. They didn't go with. Uh, Marky Post. They went with yeah. They went Marky. Get me, get me posted. And we know that Art doesn't show up a ton. He shows up enough in season one and two, right? Carla B. Yeah, it's Carla all very B. early. I mean, they did the same thing where I would, if I had to research like a, a final research paper, 
Like, ah, I'm going to read the first chapter. I'll cite the first paragraphs of all my sources. He just, he watched the episode. And maybe the conclusion. Were Carla B. and Art in an episode together? Because I would would argue if they, they weren't a fan, they watched two yeah, episodes. Yeah, they were fighting over Field's Dong. <laughs> Field Dong. So, Field Dong. Those of you out there that old enough, go, go find, purchase, rent, enjoy Night Cunt. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll look for it, folks. Maybe it's going to be a toilet even, tape, even but that just, just feels weird. Oh, I'm yeah, going to watch no. a porno and comment just, on just, it. The entire th- only if I do the entire thing start yeah. to finish. Oh, yeah. And I finish multiple <laughs> times with Fieldong and it's Art. relatively strokeable, huh? Don't, don't strain yourself. Slightly. Or sleazily. I don't know. I don't Strokeable. What did you say? Rutten? Everything's wrong. <laughs> Anyways... So, uh, we didn't see it. No, no mention of Selma, though. Nope. Selma. No Selma. S- Selma Packer. Oh, yeah. Could have missed a really missed your mark there, fellas. But anyway, so we, Roger. after we, Selma receives her porno gift, we have a commercial break and we yes. return to the courtroom and we are introduced to I, a, a gallows character I really enjoy. I really liked it, yeah. Uh, the, the best, like, I would say, maybe Staten Island accent. It's a, a singing Valentine. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like, just old school New York. 5'2", yeah. bald, mustache, little tiny kinda glasses. Kind of looks, like, uh, looks like Jeter from uh, Evening Shade. Yes. What's his name? That's Because that's the picture we see. I wondered if it was him. For the episode right. description. Michael Jeter or something, yeah. Uh, I thought it was him. It wasn't. So he comes in, uh, just waddles in with cigarette dangling out of his mouth. Yes. Walks past uh, Bull. Uh, he He's like, I'm sick. here for uh, Billy Young. And Bull like kind of sizes him up. And is, she's up at her table. And feeling self-conscious, the Valentine goes, I'm a novelist. I just do this yeah, for got work. Chip on his shoulder. Yeah, you know the classic Flintstones. It's a living. He's got weird little like crusty like slip on loafers on. He's just dis- yeah. he looks disgusting. He looks amazing. Uh, it's like dirty, it's soiled. Dirty it's a soiled costume. Valentine. Yes, soiled. Giant mm-hmm. heart. His head sticks out through the middle like a beautiful little little lacy sash. Red tights and tuxedo shoes. And if you've ever yes, if you've ever been around like. Uh, they have a name, not, not the people that go to like cons, but like if you've been around Times Square where people dress up regularly for their job, they're not the people themselves, but yeah. maybe their costumes are disgusting. Yes. If you want, they ins- are soiled, filthy, like your bottom of your yeah. feet. If you were to walk a block in Manhattan. Yeah. Just, yeah. If you just wore socks outside, um, great insight into that world is that documentary they made maybe 10 years ago it's called confessions of a superhero and it's okay oh that yes, documentary yes. where they follow this guy who kind of looks like christopher reeve they're all characters that hang out outside of man's chinese theater in hollywood so they're, they're insane they're insane like they can't solicit you for money like you have to tip them if you want but they're cutthroat like old hobo tramps and it's a, just an amazing yes. documentary to get insight into these people because they're weird and delusional and soiled. Yes, this guy would be a perfect fit for him. 
Oh, my beautiful doll. doll. Yeah. Oh, he sings some long, sappy song in that accent. It's perfect. Yeah, he's gross. Uh, and and we find out he was sent by David. Again, yes. more points for David. Which tells more you pros. something's a little off about David, because that shit's weird. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything like yeah. that in real life? Like anybody? No, never. I've never seen that. It's always just been a TV trope kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not in any of the time in New York had I ever seen anything like that or worked anywhere where like a singing telegram came. Seems like a more of old, an old timey profession. <laughs> yes, like from an era, go- an age gone by. Uh, what um, what, what happens? So old old Valentine's leaves, and then he uh, leaves, and uh, oh she uh, Billy's just swooning, and then we're introduced to the first case of the evening, and it's. So they're reading off this long, long laundry list of uh, crimes, and in walks the classic, amazing character, old, like old couple. Like the actors are perfect. They look like American they just, Gothic. They do, yes. If American, yeah, put twenty years on American Gothic, and they're perfect. And, uh, and you find I'm quickly, as I see the gentleman of the group, I'm quickly reminded yep. of every uh, unoriginal jock I came into contact with since. 2000 who just says you're yeah. my boy blue when they can't think yep, of something to say it was it the actor that played blue yep that's what i thought man that guy aged to look that old because <laughs> old school came out 20 years after that he's pulling and he Kirk looks exactly Smith. the same oh yeah he was born an old man it was bizarre i was like that guy doesn't look a smidge different than he did literally 25 years later. It's That's bizarre no, to me. He, that's why... And then he I died. And then he died second, two years yeah. after old school. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, the, the, the patriarch of the duo is Blue from old school. Mm-hmm. And just this like little... Like if she was an animated creature, like she'd be a little old shrew lady yes, exactly. with glasses. Yeah. Like short, stooped over that like grandma curly, curly perm. They have real. They I love them. They are. I did. There's some bananas, dark jokes in this bit. It's oh, yeah. insane. It's so, so they're good. they're brought before the court because they raised hell and started a riot at like a, 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 buffet, a buffet for their 65th year anniversary, 65th. wedding anniversary. Um. So we find out that they don't really care for each other. Yeah, Harry's like, like, let me, they talk about the 65 year anniversary and Harry's like, let me guess, it was 65 years of marital agony. Agony. And Harry's like, well, if you don't mind me asking, why did you, why are you still together? And then it's my favorite line of the episode. So good. It's insane. Uh, It's so dark and it's like the little old lady is just like, we're waiting for the kids to die. That is such a good line. It just seems so and out the, of left field, and it's delivered perfectly. It's blasé. It, it's not like tongue in cheek. It's funny. As and they hell. let it. They did it well. Like yes. they let it hang, and you're like, "What the fuck did they just say?" Exactly. And they're they're both like like I know it's dark to say that, but and then the old shrewy like their her defense was, "We know how damaging divorce can be on our children." Little Freddie just turned sixty-five, and uh, and his son's gonna retire next summer. They can't handle it. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, so so it was like a great, great tiered joke. 
And that case is quickly resolved. How is that case resolved? I don't even know if it matters. It doesn't matter to the, the whole arc. No, I just feel like... It's he, like $50 like, fine, classic, think, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they go away and like Billy's still mooning over David. And then there's a commercial break because we cut back right into the middle of a case. Yes. And I was like, I like this episode when there's just lots of cases going on. Um, Basically, the punchline is they're, they're taking a guy away and they're like, Next time you deliver a singing telegram, have pants on. But it's not the Valentine, right? No, it's another or the heart, I mean. like a dirty, dirty sweatshirt. Yeah, I, I think I was looking down making a note, and I went, "Oh my god, that had to be." I heard that, but I had the second viewing, I didn't think it was. Um, and then so who do they call to the court? Next case, Darndy. What Darndy? What could Darndy be doing in the courtroom besides bringing more Valentine's treats to his love? Old Darndy got. Caught red-handed, five-finger discount, like classic old-timey thief. He's a pickpocket. So he comes in, and even Harry's like, wait, is this? She's like, real funny, guys. And even Harry looks at Mac like, and Mac's like, mm, no, no, this, this is real. And then she's like, there's got to be a ex- rational explanation for this, to which old David Darndy, yeah. Uh, yeah, there is. I'm a criminal. I'm a criminal. And then- I have the classic- Suave, old time, old school criminal. What would you call him? A grifter, essentially, because he's a pickpocket. Yeah. He's there for pickpocketing, and we will find out he's looking at four years minimum because of his rap sheet. It's like that three Ooh, strikes so, yeah. kind of shit, or before three strikes would put you in the clink for a candy bar for life. He, his rap sheet is long and voluminous. Yes. Um. So here, uh, uh, Billy's freaking out. She's like, "Can't be. This can't be true." This is a joke. This is a joke. No, this is a dream. I'm dreaming. And Harry dis- disqualifies Billy from the case, very, being very judicious, because she's too close. Mm-hmm. Like, she couldn't possibly... Act, I mean, she would def- irrationally defend this man. And um, then as she's leaving, Harry's like, like kind of wants to console her, and she's okay, and he's like, yeah. Billy, and she goes, uh, what does she say? She says, you stay away from me or I'll jump! Which I was like, oh, that's another yeah. weird, yeah. funny line, yeah, dark, but dark it's it's only compounded by Bull's response because there's a nice, they yeah. let it hang, a nice long pause, and he just goes, I think she's bluffing. It's like, yeah. oh, it's a very, again, like a, just an, a very abstract, no, strange, it, esoteric joke. Ellen Foley kills this chunk of stuff because she's just like muttering like a crazy person. Yes. And like, I'll jump, I tell you, I'll jump, and she puts her jacket on and like, putting up her like, briefcase. Yeah. out. And she's like, it's, it's a dream. I'm just going to wake up. It's a dream. Like, just muttering like a loon. And then... Uh, I very quickly am coming in with Harvey. I have to say, if you actually look, like, wrote down the script of mm-hmm. that monologue that she went through, it is nonsensical and crazy person. Yeah. And maybe that's what you need to do to get with, her to yeah, hone it to in. To get her over. Because yeah. she did it so well. That I thought, oh my gosh, you have to go too crazy, yeah. and she'll take it back. But if you go too normal, she'll, she'll crazy it, it yeah. up. So she's it's a reverse psychology her. thing. Yeah. It's a reverse psychology yeah. situation. That's yeah. very interesting. I was super impressed. Like she really, she pulled that off, and that was really, really That's hard true. to like do. Like she, like now after seeing this, I was like, she more falls in the camp of like Richard Mole. Like she is supposed to be. Play an over the top wild character, 
and she could she could be able to turn it into something but if you give her the the baby face straight woman part like it doesn't work because she wants to go big i feel like when i saw her perform that i said to myself now i understand why they cast her in the first place like it was a eureka moment for me i was like it's just a shame that that's not how her character has come off no yeah but yeah okay Um, she's getting fussy but there so yeah like as ashley said Tip of the hat to Ellen Foley this episode. Which like, is interesting that Ashley came in to make that point. Oh, it's a Valentine's she, Day miracle. It is. Oh, Ashley's heart grew two sizes. Oh, maybe that's it. Valentine's um, Day in December. So she stomps out, like we just said, like does this awesome, crazy monologue. And then Dan just walks up to Harry. At least she's handling it well. Yeah. <laughs> to a, I believe it's uh, to a cut to commercial because then we come yep. back to Chambers and uh mac and uh harry is talking and harry's lamenting about billy and because she's missing yeah yeah so he's he's concerned he's worried that she's out in the cold mean streets and then it's very dickensian his view of where right yes cold winds hounds nipping at her heels exactly uh the mac's like that's real poetic of you sir and then billy walks in and she's Yep. Oh yeah. Chipper, Chipper Billy. She's fine. She's Billy fine. seems fine. She took a long walk. She cleared her head. She ripped all the wallpaper out of her apartment. Yeah. Uh and then when Mac hears that, he's like, oh, I'm gonna leave you two alone. I think I got yeah. some labels to lick. To lick. Just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um and then so they're talking and she's talking about how, you know what? I'm just gonna make it work. Everybody's got problems. Yep. And he's like, Billy, uh, why didn't you make it work with me, essentially? And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, what about all those times we had? And then oh, he's yeah, because like, she's like, her de- her, she's defending her choice of keeping David. Yes. Because yes. despite all the hardship that they will have to go through together, she's like, we had good times. Like, the good times were great. It's worth, you know, shooting Noting. for the moon. And then Harry's like, good times, but we had good times. And she's like, what are you talking about? It was my birthday. We were tied up at gunpoint. And Billy has no recollection that of weird. that night's events. That's a weird t- p- way to play that. Like, it's a callback. Yeah, we all know it if you yeah. watch it. But, like, she's literally burned it out of her mind, like amnesia. Oh, yeah. No, more, no Balzac for her. No, yeah, no Harry Balzac. But she kind of justifies it in the dialogue because he's just like, what do you mean you don't remember? She's just like, I have a lot going on. I don't my head. I don't know where, where it is. You know, like she justifies it like she's stressed out. We just saw her wig out. Yeah. Ten seconds mm-hmm. ago. So it's like, OK, maybe. Or maybe she's just fucking gaslighting Harry. But uh, so that happens. There's a little bit where uh, Bull is trying to figure out what they're talking about, but he just thinks they're talking about like kind of randy movies like Gorky Park or The Other Side of Midnight. Yeah. But then we cut down to a, one of our other favorite places. If it's yeah. not the cafeteria, it's the tombs. The catacombs. The, the catacombs. And um, Billy goes down to visit David. And uh, Oh, no, I- we got we got one quick great bit. Okay. It's a silent bit, but it just it happens. So Bernie is at his uh, chocolate cigar stand, staring intently 
at the clock, and it's 1130. Mm-hmm. So you can tell he still hasn't gotten word from Selma, and he's just oh, riveted yes, to the clock. Yes. And Selma just walks in, notices he's not paying attention, she just grabs a pack of smokes. That's right, she steals it. Uh, no, she grabs a pack of smokes and puts money down, right? And then sees that he still didn't turn around, and then just takes yeah. her money back, too? Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. There, yeah, that right. That is a weird, the fun, quick callback. Just keeping the story, st- uh, keeping the arcs alive. It's a story about lovers. Oh yeah, mm, we can't. And speaking of lovers, uh, we're gonna go see Biff the Wonderstud, and uh, and Billy, who like now it's shifted. Like Billy's self esteem is like on the soles of her feet. Like she is yeah. just like yeah, oh yeah, just ready to be treated like shit. So she's there. She's just like, you know, you can turn around. We'll get you a psychiatrist. We'll get you a behavioral therapist. He's like, Billy, it's over. She's like, no, we can make it work. He's like, because we love each other. He's like, if I loved you, I'd make it work. And I don't love you. Yeah, if I loved you, I'd change. I'm me, baby. Yeah. So Billy's walking out. But as she's walking out. Old yes. crusty heart got a little crustier. <laughs> yes. We see our friend come in. He's more disheveled. He's he's mud brown. His heart's oh, got a yeah. big tear in it. And uh, what does he say? She walks in and he just goes, this isn't what it looks like. They broke my heart. And then Billy just looks at this guy and she just says, what does she say? Give it up. Yeah, yeah. She laments to the gods like, I get it. You can stop shoveling shit on top right. of me. I don't know the catchphrase. Give it up. I don't remember what she says. Or she says, like, I get it. Um, But then as she walks out, it's funny because the camera pans out a little bit. And it's just the heart. It's this little kind of scruffy guy. Oh, yeah. And you just see these fingers. (laughs) I literally wrote, uh, the guys in the tombs are making googly fingers at him. I was like, he's in trouble. Oh, and then he's just like... Hey, fellas, it's a costume. You got the wrong idea. Like, yeah. he's ready to, he's going to fight for his life. I know. He's going to bite and pull, man. <laughs> um, Let's see. I have a bit here about the Russian tea room to Wimpy's. Oh, so Dan is on the phone, his favorite place to be out by the shoe shines, and he's trying now. Yeah. He's feeling a little out. Desperate. He's trying to get his day. Desperate. And he has this funny bit. He's like, you know where the Russian tea room is? You know, that, that nice restaurant that serves this and this and this? Celebrities, this wine. Blah, 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 blah. Well, about a half a block down is a Wimpy's, and if I, hello, <laughs> yeah. hello, it's like I love how poor Dan instantly became. Yeah. It's amazing. It's such a fun. Yeah, shift. his self esteem is the soles of his feet. Right, exactly. Like the moment he woke up on Valentine's Day and no one called and no one gave him a card, he just crumbled. Oh, but he, he it'll all turn around for him. Oh, you, it always does for old Dan Fielding. So, um, uh, now we're back in Tombs, but yeah. it's Mr. Harry Balzac and Darndy. Because Harry's not too happy about the way Billy re- Billy arrived back from the catacombs. Heartbroken heart. Heartbroken, crying. She was just... he. Harry is coming down to tell this man to his face. Basically, Harry comes out to confront him, and he he says, if I wasn't a judge and you weren't behind bars, I'd ask you to step outside. That's so funny. Then Darndy just quickly just like, I'd mop the floor with you, sir. (laughs) And Harry's like, well, yeah. Yeah, you would. You would. So Harry was defending her honor Mm -hmm. that was besmirched by David. 
And to that, David quickly finds out. They kind of quick find. David's like, wait a minute. You're in love with her too, aren't you? He's like, we haven't even drank out of the same cup, which is a nice way of putting Uh it. And then Harry realized something about Darndy that Darndy's actually, and even says he just goes, wait a minute. You were doing this to protect her. You're actually a good guy, aren't you? Yeah. He goes, hey, I'm not going to take this kind of abuse. (laughs) Yeah. So at the it's at the heart of it, he wanted to. And this is where we find out, like David's looking at four years minimum. Like he's gonna yes. be in Sing Sing for a while. Mm-hmm. So he's he played upstate. a little. He to spare Billy and himself the heartbreak. He wanted to break it off. Mm-hmm. He didn't want her to know that he actually loved her. So he and Harry bond over the fact that they're both in love with her, but can't quite. Won't be able to do it. So basically, David tells Harry point blank, I'm going away for four years, but when I get out, I'm going to find her. And Harry's like, is that a threat? He's like, I'm just saying. To which, it's kind of a bad move, because with Kai, if, if Harry wants to pull out the Kaiser, it's like, okay, well, I'll give you 40. Sulting right. a judge. <laughs> that, that's like, the if he wants to pull out Warden from Shawshank, he'll cast him down <laughs> oh, with God, the Sodomites. Yeah. Harry's going to be standing just outside of the the line in the sand. And old Darndy's going to get a bullet through the heart. That's what I was just going to say. Bull Shannon Cigarette. up there with his rifle. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, Six God. Shadows. Oh, that's a funny. That would be a funny um, uh, oh, just recast trailer. Just recast all to, of Real funny with... trailer to splice somehow. Um <laughs> All right, so the, um, the guys come to a realization. All right, they're they're both not bad guys. They're they're in love with Billy, and speaking of love, we come to the hallway oh, and such a good bit. Mac so and Bull perfect. turn around, turn the corner, and this is where we're talking about when we start the episode. Piled Arms. high, full of red and white gifts and pinks. Not enough. They didn't have like they needed a dump truck. Yeah. to carry the amount of Valentines. Both Mac and Bull got from suitors and suitorettes. But quickly, right behind them, comes old Dan Fieldong with the rattiest, cardboardiest cutout Valentine there is. And he's giving a big whiff and he's oh, got he, a- Oh, he's like, but he's cozying up to oh, them. Yeah. He's like, fellas, fellas, what are we doing tonight? Steaks on me. And they're like, oh, he's alone on Valentine's. He's like, no, 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 no. And like you said, just the saddest- Crumbly homemade is. valentine in the world and like fucking Lithgow or not Lariquette yeah. kills it because it's just sort of like a snake and it slithers up and he's sort of flashing it in their faces and then he <laughs> takes a long drag off of the valentines and he's like mm, I can smell it you think it's that blonde up in uh, accounting but then, like With Dan's the like big, you know what? Yeah, yeah. And Dan's like, "Oh, wait a second. Let me just grab something, fellas, and let's go to the restaurant." And so he leaves for a second, and Bull and Mac are there, and he goes like, "Hey, you didn't recognize my handwriting." And Mac's like, "Didn't recognize my aftershave." That's so it's a funny bit where uh, Field uh, Dan comes back out, and he's like, "Let's go, fellas," and then just does a weird, languorous smell on Mac's neck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as they walk off the screen. It's pretty funny. Uh, oh, we got to find and out then, what happened. So, Burn, Burn and Selmy, she 
doesn't she's not into it. The alarm but goes off. Bernie's going to give her another six months. Six more months. Six That's months. fine. So maybe Bernie lives for another six months. Not if he goes too hard at that videotape machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Don't give him Nikon. <laughs> oh Goddamn. Can you imagine showing that man what a hardcore pornographic film looks like today? Oh God. That don't I, forget it, about taking an that, iPhone back and showing people yeah. of the eighties what technology is like. Just show mm-hmm. them the depravity that pornography has shifted to in two thousand seventeen. No, it's exactly it's that scene from Clerks. Sodom just and Gomorrah. Have, just die of a heart attack with the rock hard. Oh erection. yeah, exactly. Uh, so we got everything's wrapping up. We just got one more person to wrap up, and that's Harry in chambers with Billy. Yep. And he's like, Billy, you going to be okay? She's like, yeah, Harry. And Harry leans down. He's got yeah. the empty stick, sans cookie. Yeah. She just goes, hands yeah. it to her. She goes, what's that? And he throws it up in the air, ratty, dirty, looks about as dirty as that gentleman with the heart mm-hmm. costume, beautiful doll, bouquet of paper flowers falls down. And she's right. like, yeah. Harry, you're the best. But I got to ask you one question. We didn't even set up this bit, so it's not going to make any sense. I hope you yeah. got you guys again. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not watching the episodes, you are as crazy as Rex Rod, the reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I love you for it, but come on, yeah. Um, which we should send him uh, an episode of our podcast and see if he'll review it because he will be merciless. Oh. You know that he's like he's the real Lindsay Megan. Yes, yes. Oh, we could start a review off where Lindsay Megan's reviews his review. Oh my God, that's a great idea. I'll have to introduce it on Jerk Practice, available on Apple Podcasts. Um, oh yeah. So Billy's like, why are you wearing two watches? To which we didn't set up that back and forth Harry and Darndy are such masterful criminals. They've been stealing each other's watches as they've been having the conversation. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even put two and two together until you mentioned it. I was like, why does he have two watches? I was like, did he steal Billy's watch? No, nah, he's kept... He kept Darndy's watch this time. Oof. Get back at him. And then that's, that's like it. the edit. That's the Kaiser Soze edit where we go back to that scene and they're picking each other's pockets. Yeah, right. As we didn't even mention that as they're having that whole conversation, some of the best background acting I've ever seen is the heart in the corner because yeah. he's watching from the other cell. There's actually a line where Harry goes, as he leaves, he goes, hey, your ventricle's showing. And the guy's like, hey. Oh, yeah. But if you watch that scene again, just look over their shoulders and you just see him. He looks so scared and sad in that prison. You're just picturing the googly hands right around him, but the camera's too tight <laughs> on him. <laughs> so he's just literally cornered up in that cell <laughs> looking through the bars. Help me. Help me. All right. Uh, let's That's Harry it. gavel bang it. He gave the Frencher yeah. a 9.4. What are we giving it? I thought this was an excellent episode. I agree. Um, I'm going to go like nine. What did I give the wrestling episode last week or t- last week? Did I give that? I didn't give that a 10, did I? I, don't th- I think I'm only the only one who dished a 10. All right. I'm going nine, four. I'm agreeing with Harry Balzac. Nine, four on this episode. Yeah. This was really good. This it's was. It's like high eight, high eight, low nine for me. Yeah. Yeah. This was a go good nine. one. It was good. It was really I'm, good. It's nine, four, Billy. Like, mm-hmm. a deserved, a great showing. Yep, I agree. Everybody showed up. Good to see Bernie. Uh, we got a nice, tasty porn review treat. Uh, Ash do- says eight. Ash gives it an eight. So all in all, this might be uh, total score, our highest rated episode of the season. 
Uh, and Ash says 10.10 for Billy. Nice. And Rex Rod and Fieldong and Field Atlas Dong. sucked. That's, the, that's so good. And, and I love thighs. that they didn't go, because oh you could easily God. just go Atlas fucked. All right. Well, the night is long and full of weirdos. Have a good night, cunt. My God, there it was, season two, episode 18. It was Randy. It was gnarly. It was one of my favorite episodes watching and recording. I had a blast, uh, and I hope you did too. If you like the pod, please give us a rate, review, check out our other pod, Jerk Practice. It's also on iTunes and Google Play, and just live your life, man. Do you. Do your thing. Maybe go see Atlas Sucked. Maybe go see mile thigh or whatever that was called with kurt rustling below uh that's it man uh we will see you very soon have a good night court women who interest me wouldn't write valentines even if they knew how (laughs) fact is i'm flat broken women are ignoring me okay i mean they've come to expect that a romantic evening with dan fielding might mean anything from peking duck and champagne to sodium (laughs) pentothal It was a root canal. She needed a lift home. One thing led to... You were guessing, weren't you?